Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the MPSA podcast series. This educational resource has been designed for those in the managed print channel to stay up to date with the industry, current trends, and future directions. Growth through education, one podcast at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the MPSA podcast. I'm Ed Mosteller with Perform IT US. Joining me from the Education Committee is David Brown with ACDI. And today we are happy to be joined by Jenny Fisher, Senior Vice President at Great America Leasing. And the topic we'd like to uh, talk about today is the economic impacts on our industry. Um, a lot of churn over the last um, couple of years, COVID and then supply chain and then inflation. So there's a lot of things going on. And uh, um, so we want to discuss that in general. I have a unique perspective from the, from the financial world. So uh, with that, welcome, Jenny. Thank you. And, uh, I'm going to just start off with a few questions. Um, you know, the first one's just pretty straightforward. What have been the major impacts of the economy on our on the output industry? Uh, well, in the beginning, it took quite a dip, right? When you when it comes to output and what the dealers are collecting, we build we do quite a bit of bundling here, and so we build and collect the output. Um, for about 58% of our contracts. And so in the beginning, you saw quite a drop, as everybody knows. Um, what we were seeing internally as we started um, doing some data analytics to, to gauge what was going on, there was about a 37 to 40% drop in the beginning. And that really coincided with dealers that I was talking to as to what they were experiencing. I will tell you now, as I look at our internal data, and it's been a couple of months, uh, but again, getting feedback as I've been out in the field quite a bit, visiting with dealers and going to association meetings. And today it really feels like most dealers you're talking to are running in between that like 13 and 17 percent down on output. And that's really being driven by the offices not being back to work 100 percent in office. Right. And the hybrid um, environment where a lot of organizations are going 50% virtual and 50% in office. And so um, there, the, it, there's optimism that that will continue to right size and increase. Uh, but overall, in looking at the research data out there, and it's hard to get your hands on specific numbers, but in looking at the research and getting opinions from dealers, um, they speculate that the output will remain approximately 10% down and then we'll see a decline of about 2% per year, which that had shrunk a little bit before the pandemic. And so uh, two, I've heard two to five. Um, at this point, I think, again, dealers are very optimistic. I don't hear much concern. I know a lot of dealers are figuring out what it looks like to be able to um, supply printers and MFPs in a in-home environment, right? And how they service those and how they collect the data. Uh, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of concern around that. I think dealers feel that it's coming back and they're going to find a way to make it work. And there's a great deal of optimism right now as far as closing net new business, which is really keeping them motivated. That's great. That's that's good to hear that you're seeing a lot of optimism out in the field. Um, but based on that, um, so I'm a dealer and I'm optimistic, but what should I be keeping my eyes on? Uh, relative to inflation and interest rate churn. I think 
I feel like inflation might have slowed down, but I mean, I don't look at it uh, as, as detailed as you do. So, yeah, um, it seems yeah. like it has slowed down in the last couple of weeks, right? It's the the fear of the Great Recession once again. Um, and I am optimistic that that's not going to happen. Um, however, during those times, I've lived through a couple of those in my experience in this industry, and Great America's always done really well through that. As far as the dealer community, um, I think that people are buying equipment. I mean, like I said, dealers have a backlog of existing deals that they're trying to prioritize upgrading those and bringing on net new. Like when you're talking to the dealers, I get really excited about this because prior to the pandemic, I would say on average 10 to 13% of a dealer's transactions in a year were net new. Now dealers are are talking like, you know, they're closing 35% of their business on net new transactions. And again, trying to prioritize with the existing customers and keep them happy with the equipment they have and filter in the new. And there does seem to be an influx from our perspective of deals being fulfilled um, in the past three months. The flow has been very good, but I will tell you, um, and I'm, I'm gonna digress a little bit and then I'll come back to it. Uh, everything, they're, they're still, we've been tracking the time that it takes from uh, the minute a transaction comes into Great America for approval till it funds. So pre-pandemic, we ran an average of 32 days in the office equipment division. Um, so we've tracked that as we've gone along here, especially through the supply chain in the past eight months. And we've seen that increase month over month. And even though the flow, I say the flow has been really good the past three, last month, that number went from 32 before the pandemic to 64 days. And in looking at those transactions, we're still funding a good number of transactions that are in that 90 and 120 day timeframe of aging, which is very positive to me and it's positive to the dealer community. So even though it's take it's a challenge to get the equipment in, they're not losing transactions. And most are very optimistic about that. So that, yeah. Jenny, if I can ask the question, so the from going from 32 days uh, to 90 something days, that's that's all supply chain. We don't, that's there's no, chain. okay, there's no elongation of the sales cycle, the economy, the way that buying patterns are, that you're not that, seeing that. No, that is merely waiting for the equipment to be delivered and for them to get it installed. You think the the higher net new is because of pen, pen up demand? I think uh, it is. I think yeah. that's a big part of it. Hmm. Um, I also think that, I mean, I don't know, my opinion in, in talking to dealers, uh, it feels like the dealers have been very focused through the pandemic of really figuring out how to make their organizations better, right? So finding efficiencies, looking at their solutions, internal solutions, not what they sell, but internal, figuring out how they can continue to improve their processes there and their workflow. Um, and then... Uh, many dealers and, and Great America has been a part of this with a few of the people that we work with in our own past here at HR, but really focusing on investing in additional training on the sales side of things, right? Um, sales, customer service, uh, service in general. And so maybe that's playing a part in it as well. I think that they've had, especially in those early stages, had time to really dissect their base to evaluate their customers and what they have. and go after it at this point uh, with a more targeted strategy. Yeah, that's good. I like that, that, um, that you're seeing them 
try and streamline their process, become more efficient uh, training. I've heard that like during the pandemic that a lot of dealers focus on training because they weren't necessarily as busy installing. So let's train people and make them better at what they do. Um, so with that, you know, financially, I mean, how can a dealer protect themselves from these economic fluctuations? Are there things contractually they can do? Um, you know, I'm I'm sure the cost of consumables have probably gone up. Um, I know that I know that uh, that supply chain has been a, a challenge as well. So, are there any things that dealers can do to kind of protect themselves from being kind of underwater? Well, the primary the primary topic of conversation that we're having with the dealers right now is because they think about it. They're getting hit on both ends, right? Consumables uh, have increased. Supplies, consumables, the MFPs themselves, the printers have gone up drastically in in cost. And some manufacturers, and I'm still trying to get my arms around this, I think there's still a couple of manufacturers that are not guaranteeing the pricing. So when a dealer orders the equipment, places the order, by the time it comes in, that the pricing can fluctuate, and it has in some instances. Now, a few of them have guaranteed that, so the dealers don't have to worry. But regardless, during the different stages, it's continued to increase and increase. And so they've made multiple increases with that the dealers had to navigate. Now you look at the the economic side of that, the the rate side of that, um, we've seen some pretty drastic increases in the cost of funds. And so now, you know, we've we've made a couple of small rate increases and we're closely evaluating how we need to continue to navigate this going forward. But think about from the dealer's perspective, we've got deals sitting out there that they're still closing that are 90 and 120 days old. And you've seen the cost of funds drop 60, 80 basis points in that in that time, probably 60 in that time. And so they're trying to manage that on both ends. And just, um, you know, Great America's in this uh, for the long term. And we, we, we're here to help our dealers. We're doing everything we can to maintain the pricing as much as we can. But some of the pricing that we afforded before that as we got aggressive to help the dealers with the increases in the equipment and the consumables um, really tightened our spreads as well. And so... In situations, I mean, quite honestly, we have some situations where you're underwater a little bit on multiple transactions. And so, again, we're trying to figure out what looks good there and just work with the dealer to make sure that we're helping them navigate through this as much as we are. Um, one thing that we're coaching them on right now is we're having conversations, right? And I've had, a, I've had a few dealers call me personally and say, hey, can you talk to me about the forecast of what you see coming down the pike? How do you think about this? How do you think we should be thinking about this? And I tell them, I think you should be thinking about it by way of regardless of whether Great America or CIT or U.S. Bancor is increasing your rates, you need to be raising your street rates, right, um, to be able to, to buffer that a little bit. Because it is really hard once you close the transaction, and, and you know, the dealers in our market are selling machines, right? And they close the deal by getting a contract signed with a payment on it. And so that's that's challenging for them to navigate as well. That's great. That's good good information. Dave, I think, did you have some questions? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kind of on that line is, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a near term. Here's what to be thinking about. But as far as, 
economic impact of what what's happening in our economy, what's happening to uh, federal interest rates and things. What do you see, Jenny, long term that uh, uh, our dealer, you know, I think yours is an interesting perspective. So what what should dealers kind of expect longer term from post pandemic supply chain, you know, uh, you know, kind of wild inflation? What what are you seeing out there or what, what do you think is going to seeing uh, is going to happen? Yeah, well, I, I really do feel like I have a better handle on predictions for the short term, uh, <laughs> but based on experience and I have been around for a little bit now and and been in this industry uh, for quite a while, enough to see a couple of recessions, right? And and those recessions, right? Size. I'm I'm pro- I'm a pretty optimistic person, uh, but I really feel like a year and a half from now, this whole environment looks completely different. I think the supply chain has leveled out. I think that the dealers are seizing opportunities that they've worked on through this time. I feel like the majority of your dealers are going to come out ahead. The ones that have struggled um, or possibly continue to struggle. A lot of them are probably going to be acquired. We know there's a lot of acquisition activity going on right now. But 18 months from now, I see that I see things really leveling out. What what do the interest rates look like? I think we're going to see a bit of a spike here, um, probably through the first half of the next calendar year. And then I think it'll start backing back to or declining again. Will it ever get to the spot we were uh, six months ago? I'm not sure. That's think that's the lowest I've ever seen in my my career, my life. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You know, with the with the comment you made about OEMs not guaranteeing pricing for equipment, what's the impact on the multi-line dealers there? Um, yes. Yeah, so some OEMs have definitely seen a shift and they're gaining more uh, market share in the individual dealerships, right? And they're trying to manage that as well because they have to prioritize with all of the customers they have. Um, that's another reason, though, I think you've seen an interest with a few of the OEMs of uh, many dealers wanting to move because of the frustration that they were experiencing with their existing OEM. And most of that comes from that. Everybody was having challenges with equipment, right? Sharp Sharp was the strongest one in the industry. Um, but everybody did not handle it the way that maybe the dealers wanted them to, or maybe they should have in my mind. That's interesting. So migration based on dealer migration among the OEMs based on, based on how they handle supply chain and and pricing. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, And time heals all wounds, right? And um, everybody's got a, a strong strategy as to where they're going. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens once the supply chain levels out. I think you're going to see a lot more movement between the OEMs, dealers moving. Oh, yeah, that is that is really interesting. I think between that and uh, dealers being bought out, kind of merging these uh, mega dealers we have, um, I think I think there will be. I think you're right. 18 months from now, things will be uh, looking a lot different. But uh, but the optimistic thing is you're seeing you're seeing an uptick in volumes. You're seeing uh, good uh, net new which is great because I think when there is supply chain issues, there is probably a fair amount of um, um, equipment just being reused and and reissued. Uh, so to hear that there's net news, really, that's a really good, uh, good point. And I think, you know, economically, 
it sounds like um, sounds like you said there'd be some spikes interest rate wise, but it, it sounds like uh, uh, it's not time to panic by any means. It's not time to panic. Look, we uh, we we do expect about four more hikes before the end of the calendar. Small smaller hikes. We expected um, more than that, you know, four weeks ago, and we got a bit of a nice surprise. We're again right. They leveled out, came down a little bit. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything else uh, that's been very, very informative? Anything else you want to add, Jenny or Dave? Um, no, I just want to reiterate, though, the optimism. Um, as you know, uh, you, you said the scheduling is pretty tough right now. There, There's a lot of events going on. I've been on the road quite a bit in the past two to three months. And so the good news is I've had much opportunity to speak with dealers um, and industry partners in person. Um, and it's just great. You know, I get a lot of that feedback anyway, but just to be there, I'm, there is a lot of optimism out there right now. And I feel that that feel makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you have an answer for this, Jenny, but it just maybe an opportunity to share something is it, there's been a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of, you know, fear, uncertainty and doubt in the industry over through the course of COVID supply chain. But, you know, a lot of times that will that will cause companies to evolve and innovate what, what's the best thing you've seen come out of this last couple of years um or is there one there's probably as challenging as it's been there's been a lot of good come out of the pandemic in in many different forms right but i would say you know one of the best things is um is again the dealers stepping back to focus on their organization to figure out what do the workflows look like? What do the processes look like? And just like our dealers, Great America's done the same thing. So from a dealer perspective and a Great America, I've seen a lot of positives come out of this. Um, as a matter of fact, our organization, when you think about even uh, what we had to do to ensure that everybody was up and running immediately after the pandemic, and then to accommodate a work from home environment where everybody's got a dual equipment at home and in the office, and the way that we're adjusting to that and living in this virtual world, right? Um, we've come a long way on the technology side where I thought that we were, were pretty advanced. And not only that, um, we've really taken a solid focus on continuing to our, evolve our organization and what that looks like. And that involves some digital evolution as well. So I'm pretty excited about that. I see the, I see the same thing going on with our customers. Good number of them. That's great. That's that's uh, that's good to hear. And I think I think the investment in training and and process uh, will pay off. It'll pay off over time. So that's good to hear. Well, I appreciate your input. Um, great. I learned a lot of things because um, it's not my area of expertise by any means. So uh, uh, you have great um, input on what's going on out there in the industry and uh again thanks for your time and uh, appreciate you uh contributing thanks yeah thanks for making time jenny so you bet thank you for the opportunity to access more great learning content simply visit www.yourmpsa.org podcasts be sure to check out our membership page as well to drive even more innovation and growth for your managed print practice